Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome in to another edition of the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs with you, alongside my co-host, former NFL safety J.J. Wilcox. And we're turning the page from week one to week two. Quite a bit of interesting games, some really exciting games, some duds for some fan bases. All I know, J.J., for me, the Dallas Cowboys, how about them Cowboys with a dominating win on Sunday and beating the New York Giants 40-0. to zero. So, you know, I'm a happy yeah. camper on this Tuesday morning. But, J.J., how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm blessed and fortunate to be here today and as well to be on this podcast with you this morning, man. Like I want to say happy birthday again to Isaac. Everybody wish Isaac a happy birthday, man. And like I say, that was a hell of a cap off by the Dallas Cowboys. So I know your Tuesday is full of excitement and joy, man. So happy birthday, and uh, I'm excited, brother. JJ, my brother, I appreciate the birthday wish, man. Thank you. It's been a, a blessed morning already. A lot of phone calls from my siblings, my parents, and uh, just grateful for another day of life, another year of life. We're going to make it a good one, and excited to be on the podcast today to discuss some upcoming NFL matchups. I appreciate you taking the time as well, but uh, really quick, JJ, my week one records tally, I did finish below 500 uh, after the, the Jets beat the Bills in that crazy game, man. That was a wild finish. But you know what? Remembering from last season, it does take a couple of weeks for us to kind of refine our picks, get on the same page, because you know it's hard to really yeah. see who's good coming out of the preseason uh, so after about a month of the season, we'll know, hey, this team is strong at this, and we'll know who the contenders are, the pretenders are. But it was definitely a fascinating week one of NFL football. Absolutely, man. I, I did I, how did I do? I think I did above 500 this week. I think I did pretty good. I, I, made him have it. <laughs> I haven't checked yours. I know that we did have some, uh, some, some odds on some picks. I know that we yeah. both picked the Chiefs. I picked the Falcons. You picked the Falcons. Mm. Uh, we both picked the Browns. We were right. We both picked the Jaguars. Uh, right. We both I picked lost. the Vikings lost. We both picked yeah, the Vikings. Um, I picked the Saints. You picked the Titans. So the Saints yeah. won. Niners and Steelers, I think we both picked Pittsburgh. Did you pick yeah, Pittsburgh? We, yeah, I picked Pittsburgh. So too. they lost. Cardinals, Commanders, I chose Washington, as did yeah. you. Yeah. Texans, Ravens, we both chose Baltimore. They won. Packers, Bears, I chose Chicago. Who did you choose? I want to say I chose Chicago as well. So we both <clears> caught <throat> the L on that one. You chose the Raiders, right, over the Broncos, or did you choose Denver? I chose, I want to say the Raiders. I didn't think I chose the Raiders yeah. on that So one. I chose Denver. I took the L. You took the W there. You chose the Sheagles. I chose <laughs> the Patriots, and uh, the Eagles won that one. Dolphins, mm-hmm. Chargers, you chose the Chargers. chose the Chargers. I chose the Dolphins, so I won that one. Mm-hmm. Rams, Seahawks, man, Seattle oh. got slapped. Man, yeah, that was that was my surprise loss there on top of the Chargers. But, uh, yeah, the Rams got, yeah, they just straight dominated the Seattle Seahawks. So we both lost that mm-hmm. one. We both chose Seattle. They lost. We both chose Dallas. They won in dominating fashion. And then you chose mm-hmm. The Jets, I chose the Bills. So maybe we're pretty even, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we're even out pretty good. So that's a good first week, though. It was a good first night, though. Well, here we go, man. Week number two, we start in a couple of nights. It's Thursday night football, Vikings and Eagles, JJ, and Minnesota 0-1. One of those surprise losses. Both you and I, I think we're pretty confident in choosing the Vikings to beat Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers on opening week. They lost. Eagles, they... They got a win, but it was awfully sloppy, and they almost gave that 
game away to the New England Patriots late, but a win's a win, so they're 1-0. JJ, when you take a look at this Thursday night primetime game, this game was played last year in Philadelphia, where Philadelphia absolutely destroyed and dismantled Minnesota. So are you seeing the same type of outcome repeating itself on Thursday night? Uh, that's a good one. Um, I, I definitely don't think it's going to be a big blowout. I think Minnesota still had that bad taste in that mouth from last year, um, experiencing what they had to deal with in Philadelphia. But I still think Philadelphia still is coming out on top on this dub. Uh, just defensively, man, they're one of the best in the units up front. It does a great job with Brandon, uh, Brandon Graham, Flexia Cox, Jalen Carter, those guys. And like I said, on the outside, they match up pretty well with Minnesota as well, too. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a great game. But I still think Philadelphia pulls it off, find a way to pull it off here, um, just with the outside matching up good with Minnesota outside, which is their strength, as I see. Unfortunately, J.J., I'm going to agree with you here. I have the Eagles taking this one 27-20 over Minnesota. I do think it is going to be a little bit closer than last year's thrashing, but Minnesota right now, they looked a little bit out of sync on offense. They're trying to get that rushing attack figured out. No more Dalvin Cook, so it's Alexander Madison, who's now their bell cow. Philadelphia got away with the win in New England. They didn't play very well, but being at home at Lincoln Financial Field, I think they'll feed off their fans. They'll get it done by a touchdown. And, yeah, that front seven for Philadelphia is no joke. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, we'll see what his status is. I know he's banged up. Josh Sweat, Jordan Davis. So they are very deep on that D-line. I think they'll get to Kirk Cousins. They'll try to limit Justin Jefferson. And with those reasons, give me Philadelphia as well. Now, on to Sunday's slate of games. We have the Green Bay Packers 1-0. Jordan Love played very well, made some timely throws and knocked off the Chicago Bears in dominant fashion. They're going to take the road to take on those Atlanta Falcons, who both you and I chose to win in week one, and they did just that. Ground and pound is in Arthur Smith's DNA. The yep. running back combination of Bijan Robinson and Alec Greer and seeing how that offensive line has been playing dominant in the trenches, JG. I think there's a lot to be excited about with those Atlanta Falcons. And guess yeah. what? I'm rolling with the Dirty Birds for a second consecutive <laughs> week. 23-20 over the Green Bay Packers. I think this will be a tightly contested game. One of the most entertaining games of the weekend. And don't sleep on that Packers defense either. Jair Alexander, yeah. Kenny Clark is always going to be a game wrecker. But Atlanta, the way they're built, physical on offense and on defense, and then Jesse Bates hovering around in the secondary. I look for Atlanta to control the line of scrimmage, and they win this game by three. Yeah, I agree with you every way. I'm going to go with the home team as well. Atlanta Falcons did a lot of great things last week. Like you said, this game is going to be one of the trenches. Uh, we all know what Jordan Love does. He does a lot of great things. He did a lot of great things against the uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, decision-making, looks off, efficiency, spreading the ball out uh, evenly to all of his receivers, which makes it hard for a defense in a sense. But I think just up front, the front seven, as well as Jesse Bates having an opportunity to roam and, and just keep molding and building with this defense, I think the latter Falcons is, is on the way to, um, to do a lot of great things moving forward. And the efficiency of Desmond Ritter was very impressive for, my, you know, for him to be the first, uh, his first official start underneath the center and to be called the starting quarterback, I think he did a great job of handling the adversity early as well as being efficient. So give me the Atlanta Falcons to take care of business as well, too. 
Raiders at Bills. JJ, I was on the fence with this matchup because it's very close. You know, the Raiders, hats off to them. Josh McDaniels, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers on a big game. They did enough to get the win up there in mile high. And now they go to another tough ground in Buffalo. And this is a team that you have to imagine JJ is going to be very motivated to erase that atrocious loss that they took last night at the hands of the new york jets josh allen a turnover machine three interceptions lost a fumble and it doesn't look like he's learned from them jj he continues to make the same mistakes always big play hunting and defenses are starting to bait him into it as well and so yeah. the las vegas raiders this is a scary team i mean a lot of people don't necessarily have them listed on that contending tier but with Mad Max Crosby on that D-line, him getting after opposing quarterbacks, they're a sneaky team. And Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, doing enough offensively riding Josh Jacobs. With that being said, though, I have a hard time believing the Bills are going to drop to 0-2 to start the season. They'll be at home, Bills Mafia, getting ready to break some more tables, I'm sure. So I'll take the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, bounce back game. And they're going to have to establish that run game, J.J. They have not been able to get that going the last several years. James Cook is a very talented back. They maybe have to get Damian Harris more involved. But just this constant hero ball from Josh Allen will not cut it. I think they're able to get a little bit of that run game going, but a strong defensive performance from the Buffalo Bills. I'll take them 26-17 over the Raiders. Yeah, I think uh, Josh Allen, uh, we know how confident he is in his arm strength and the things he's done. He's shown a year in and year out. And I think the best way to kind of help him out at this sense is, is get a good running game. Uh, you might have to go 12 personnel to do some different things, adding a tight end to help block and to create some split zones and do some different things to get James Cooks on the outside, inside of the Tigers as well. Mix it up a little bit, some screen game as well to kind of help Josh Allen right now get the confidence back. We know how what kind of good player he is and what he can contribute to when he's clicking. So I think I think that uh, the Buffalo Bills take a look in the mirror, look at their identity, where they are, um, create some good run schemes. And like I said, for the Raiders, they does a good job too. Jimmy Garoppolo did uh, 107 passive rating, 20 for 26 uh, for 200 yards. And I just think, you know, I think the Buffalo Bills get it clicking this game, this week here coming up. And for that, I, I choose Buffalo Bills. Ravens at Bengals, another AFC North Divisional clash. Bengals 0-1 looked very pedestrian. And I talked about it on the podcast last week. They typically do start very slow, and they did so again. The Browns hounded them on their home turf, and Joe Burrow threw for 82 yards. And it was just one of those games to forget. Now they're going to be at home against the Baltimore Ravens, who moved to 1-0 over the Houston Texans. It was a very sloppy game for the Baltimore Ravens as they're trying to get that Todd Munkin offense sorted out with Lamar Jackson. And this was another one where I had to really put some deep thought into who I think wins this game. And I'm going to go with the home team again, JJ. Give me Cincinnati 24-23. This is going to be a nail-biter between two Mm. very talented teams. And these two teams, I think, will go all the way to the very end of the season in terms of who's going to come out on top in that AFC North. But Cincinnati... I know a couple of those guys. I've interviewed DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson. I know the way those guys are built. They are going to be up for this one. After getting slapped around by the Cleveland Browns, you know that they're 
eagerly anticipating this Sunday to right those wrongs. I think that front seven is going to get after Lamar Jackson, at least try to limit his ability to run. And then Mm -hmm. on offense, I don't think Joe Burrow is going to have another 80-yard passing game. He gets it going to T. Higgins, to Jamar Chase. I like Cincinnati here by one. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great defensive game. I think it's going to come down to who can get off the field on third down, who can complete third down conversions. We all know the mishap that Cincinnati had. Like you say, Joe Burrow is, is one of the best competitors in this NFL league. And um, I think he I think he, he said it, you know, the first game don't really uh, determine your outcome on the season. But I feel like the Baltimore defense is completely sound. I know uh, the Cincinnati Bengals have some new pieces and some rookies and different things. Secondary looks a little different. And just for that, I think, uh, the Baltimore Wave, Baltimore Ravens squeak one out. Um, give me the Baltimore Ravens here to pull it out. Seahawks at Lions, JJ. You know, the Lions made a statement on opening night going to Arrowhead with that victory. Seattle, man, let me tell you what, that was another surprising outcome at home, getting embarrassed by their divisional rivals, the Los Angeles Rams, who a lot of people think are rebuilding this year. Matthew Stafford had other plans, Aaron Donald, and they went in there and got after Geno Smith. The defense looked very weak against the run. So I think all signs are pointing toward a 2-0 Lions start with the way that O-line is built and the time they've been given Jared Goff in the pocket and then that two-headed monster in the backfield with Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. I like the Lions here, JJ. I think they win by 10, 34-24. Yeah, um, you just felt the Detroit Lions uh, this past primetime. They did a great job of making making their presence felt. Uh, from the run game to the defensively, hitting the going at the Chiefs, being aggressive, and doing different things. Uh, secondary is reshaped, and I think they they got a sense of confidence as well too. And like just for that for that exact reason, Jared Goff is playing phenomenal, doing some great things, picking up where he left off from. And like you said, you just the Detroit Detroit line just feels different. Their presence is felt. They're physical. Uh, they can match up outside, inside with one of the best. The O-line is one of the best as well, too. And for that reason, it's like you said, I'm going to go with Detroit Lions as well. Colts, Texans, both teams seeking their first win, a divisional matchup. Indianapolis, you know, Anthony Richardson, I don't know if you saw that, JJ, but he looked pretty solid on a couple of yeah. throws. He was able to get in the end zone, running the football. And C.J. Stroud, on the other end, had a little bit of a tougher debut, but we expected that on the road in Baltimore in a hostile environment. So two rookie quarterbacks going head-to-head in this one. It'll be a fun one for all those fans who like watching these rookie signal callers face off against each other jj houston will be at home it's their home opener indianapolis they played jacksonville tight until the jaguars ran away with that 10 point victory so who do you like here the colts or the texans um i just think overall i have to roll with the indianapolis Colts here i think richardson did a good job of his debut of coming out and being more efficient he did some great things um, of passing the ball, running the ball, doing a mixture, 24 for 37 for 223 yards. I just feel like he has a better sense and feel for the offense moving forward. Uh, don't get me wrong, the Houston Texans are always a great team defensively, and they do a good job of running the ball with Pierce. But I just feel like Anthony Richardson is um, just a little bit step maybe forward when it comes to helping his team get over the hump for the next game. So give me the Indianapolis coach to go down and um, to take care of business and get the dub. 
I will counter you on this one, JJ. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans here. I think they get it done for Demeco Ryans. It's going to be tough and challenging because they're already without Jimmy Ward in week one. I'm not sure about his status for week two, but Jalen Petrie, the standout safety, he got hurt. I think he punctured his lung or kidney against the Ravens, so he's probably not going to go this Sunday, and that's a big loss to the Houston secondary. But here's why I think they'll get the job done. I like Damian Pierce, and I know you're a big fan of him. I think they're really going to have to lean on him heavily, get the run game going, take some pressure off C.J. Stroud's shoulders, uh, make sure that he's not having to throw the ball 35 times to win a game in the NFL, especially this early in his development. I see a big 100-yard performance from Damian Pierce. Robert Woods is a big veteran presence there. Nico Collins will get going, and then Dalton Schultz as that security blanket. I think they squeak out a win in Houston, 21-17 over the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Chiefs and Jaguars, JJ, this is another intriguing matchup. Kansas City, they're looking to avoid an 0-2 start. Going to Jacksonville, Duval County, Jaguars got a win. They didn't play their best ball, but they found a way to get it done when it mattered in Indianapolis. Now, Chris Jones... We'll be back on the field for Kansas City. They agreed to a new one-year deal yesterday, so that holdout is done. Travis Kelsey, it looks like there's a lot of optimism that he'll be back for this game. So Jacksonville, Kansas City, these two teams meet again. They met in the playoffs last year. Kansas City getting the better end of that one. JJ, are you feeling Duval County in this one, or do you think Kansas City gets their first win of the season? Man, if I had any uh, tough decisions uh, for this week, it was between these two here. Um, it, it, it's not as a toss-up as it used to be between Jacksonville and Kansas City. Um, I love everything that Jacksonville Jaguars did. Travis Lawrence performance to Travis Inting, Cabin really is coming back. I'm glad to see him in full form as well, too. Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, man, he just it's hard to go – for him to go 0 and 2 for me, for me to see him go 0 and 2, and I just feel like they have a lot more to kind of go into. Uh, Jacksonville did a good job, but like I said, they had a rookie quarterback last week that was still trying to figure it out too. So um, it's not a toss up like I usually would want to do, but I, I'm gonna go Kansas City. It's just hard for me to go 0 and 2 against Patrick Mahomes. So give me Patrick Mahomes here to take care of business, but it's a close one. Man, I was right there with you. But my gut is telling me that the Jaguars finally get the better end of the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're catching them at the right time, J.J. The Chiefs oftentimes have started a little bit slow, stumbled out of the gates. Defensively, they're trying to figure some things out. It is going to give them a boost having all-pro Chris Jones back on the field. But Doug Peterson... You know he gets up for these types of matchups, especially going up against Andy Reid. They're at home. Fans are going to be fired up. Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley. That connection's already off to a hot start. And then Travis Etienne on the ground, not only as a runner, but in the past game. I like Jacksonville in a shootout to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 30-27 in a barn burner there in Jacksonville. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that one unfolds. Now, we got these four matchups, and we'll go a little bit quicker here. Bears, Buccaneers, Chicago, 0-1. JJ, all that excitement in the Windy City about Justin Fields and DJ Moore, and they went out and signed Edmonds, the linebacker, and TJ Edwards, and then they just fell flat on their face 
against yeah. the Green Bay Packers. Meanwhile, Tampa, on the other end of the spectrum, their fans are fired up after they went into Minnesota and got an unexpected victory. JJ, despite that and those two trends, I like Chicago here to mm. right the wrong. Matt Eberflus has to do some self-reflecting after that game against Green Bay. Chicago is still ultimately competitive. They still have an immense amount of talent. They're going to have to continue to rely on that offensive line, though, which is still shaky. And that Tampa front is going to get after you with Shaq Barrett and Vita Vea. So they're going to have to be careful. But Justin Fields will use his ability to run in this game. Another close one, 26-23. I'll go with the Bears. (laughs) Nice. You want to bear down. Okay. Well, like you said, Tampa Bay did a good job. They went into a hostile environment and took care of business against a very good team up in Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Justin Jefferson went for nine for 150 yards, but they still came out with the dub. And uh, Chicago Bears, man, their offensive identity, I, I, I just don't, I just don't see it or feel it. I love what they have and, and that what they have on paper, but we have to put it on the field too. And unless they can get the ball running, and like I said, you're going against one of the best top running defenses, a defensive mind guys and tall bowls. Um, I just don't see them clicking and getting that together in Tampa Bay. So give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here to take care of business against the Chicago Bears. Chargers at Titans. This is another 1 p.m. Eastern time start. The Chargers, despite being an attractive with the Miami Dolphins, they lost that nail-biter. And the Titans, they were also in it with the Saints. They lost a low-scoring game there. And this one, J.J., I like the Chargers. Their offensive firepower is going to be too much for Tennessee's offense unless they're able to really control time of possession and force Justin Herbert into some turnovers. I think this game could get ugly very soon for a Tennessee offense and Ryan Tannehill not putting on a good performance. Justin Herbert. Austin Eckler, though, is banged up with an ankle injury. We'll see what his availability is. But nonetheless, when you have... The receivers that he has at his disposal with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quentin Johnson, the rookie wide receiver out of TCU. Too much for Tennessee. I think they overwhelmed them. 34-21, give me the Chargers. Yeah, give me the Chargers here. Uh, For me, I just want to see Tennessee Titans. If they can come out and control the line of scrimmage and do some good things with Henry as well as stretching the field. But I just don't know who they have to really stretch the field, to really put stress on the defense, kind of like Miami Dolphins did um, against the Chargers. They did a good job of stretching the field and making those guys not him in on one person. So for that reason, give me the Chargers here to take care of business. All right, Giants at Cardinals. Both teams 0-1. The Giants getting dismantled 40 to 0 on Sunday night Arizona though was right there against Washington on the road and so you have to have a little bit of optimism if you're the Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon they're at home okay but despite the Giants getting absolutely crushed and throttled they're taking the road again I just I believe they're gonna have to have a response on Sunday This is a squad that made the playoffs last season. And for crying out loud, J.J., they had the NFL head coach of the year in Brian Dayball. So, you know what I mean? They're going to have to get their stuff together despite that performance. Their offensive line clearly has a lot of issues to get sorted out. Evan Neal struggled immensely. But also, Arizona doesn't have the type of front Dallas has. So, things are going to get a little bit easier for them. So, give me the Giants here. 
They're going to have to go with Saquon Barkley on the ground. Daniel Jones, I'm sorry, $40 million a year. He's still not a quarterback that can win you the game with his arm, so you're going to have to have a run game going with him. Luckily for them, they were able to get Saquon out of his holdout. Look for Darren Waller to be a little bit more involved in the pass game. 23-20, Joshua Dobbs, I like his story. He's a competitor, but I just think the Giants will have that edge on Sunday. Yeah, I think the Giants um, had to take a real look in the mirror to go on prime time and, and fumble the way they did. My hat's off to, uh, to the Dallas Cowboys of the job they've done, but I think they, they, they're a playoff team. They're a playoff-capable team, and they like I say, let's not forget what their identity is. They're going to look, at, like I say, you know, the first game and always a tough one, but give me the Giants here to take care of business against the Cardinals. 49ers at Rams. Here, I like the 49ers all day. Despite the Rams' impressive opening week showing in Seattle, this is a different beast, JJ. This ain't the Seahawks. This is the San Francisco 49ers, a team that will go to your field and beat you up. They roughed up the Steelers, which was a little bit of a surprise to me. I thought the Steelers actually were going to pull off that upset, but man, that defense is still cooking with grease, especially with Steve Wilkes, their defensive coordinator. I know they lost to Mecca Ryans, but they did not miss a beat. Hufanga, Warner, and then having Nick Bosa back in the fold, they're going to get after Matthew Stafford. 28-16, and let's also remember the Niners have owned the Rams in this series the last several years. I look for that to continue. And Brock Purdy, JJ, yeah. looked pretty darn good on Sunday, and uh, he may be the real deal. Yeah, man, those San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers uh, did something um, that, that 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 did a lot of people didn't maybe expect. I know I had Pittsburgh Steelers to go in and take care of business, but, man, they did a lot of great things. They ran the ball good. They spread the ball out evenly, and they playmakers made plays. And um, in the NFL, if your guys and everything aligned like the way it did for the San, Fran, uh, San Francisco 49ers, uh, the wheel is in your hands. So um, give me the 49ers here to take care of business against the Rams as well. Jets at Cowboys breaking news this morning. Aaron Rodgers, the MRI confirmed that he did indeed tear that left Achilles, and that's brutal news after all that offseason hype, the excitement there in New York. It's going to be Zach Wilson time again. The top pick that they took a couple of years ago, he finished out last night's game. And JJ, this matchup really excites me just because we're about to have two of the NFL's best defenses on the same field. On Sunday, the Cowboys defense showed out and that Jets defense showed that they are Mm -hmm. just as serious with Robert Sala as that head coach. This one, I expected to be a pretty low-scoring game because of the defensive dominance from both teams here. Zach Wilson does not present the same type of threat and concern as Aaron Rodgers would have. But the Cowboys offense, they still didn't look too good on Sunday night. I know they're implementing the new West Coast offense. McCarthy is now calling plays. There's that transition. They didn't play snaps in the preseason. So I understand there's going to be that growing pain period. But, J.J., if they are not looking any more sharp than they did against the Giants against this Jets team on Sunday, it's going to be hard to move the ball against that front with Quinn and Williams and Quincy Williams. So give me the Cowboys here. I think the Cowboys have enough offensive firepower. That defense for Dallas is going to get enough of Zach Wilson, especially getting after that banged-up offensive line that still is not put together well. And so Micah Parsons, they're going to create some turnovers Give me the Cowboys, game-winning field goal, 
Brandon Aubrey, 2017. I like the Cowboys to win, but barely squeaking out that victory for their home opener. Yeah, man. The, the Jets, despite of, I think they're still in shock mode. I think the whole sports world is in shock mode. They hear the news of Aaron Rodgers and, um, you know, what their season, with the expectations for that season for them. So um, they're going into a, into a high-style environment, a team that's coming off a, a hell of a win and doing some great things, leading off where they starting off where they are left off from two. And um, like you say, this is going to be a defensive game. I think it's going to come down to special teams making some plays. Uh, Defense going to think it's going to come down to uh, outside of uh, Sauce Gardner, uh, DJ Reed on the outside, matching up against some of those weapons that the, the Cowboys have. And I think the Cowboys have a little bit more weapons to kind of arsenal against that uh, Jets defense in the back four. So uh, for that reason, I, I'm going to go Dallas Cowboys as well to take care of business home and keep rolling. Commanders at Broncos, JJ. This is another 425 p.m. Eastern Time window game. I like the Denver Broncos here, and I chose them to win week one against the Raiders. They lost the heartbreaker. This defense, I mean, they too are, I think, one of the top five defenses in the NFL. Sam Howell and that offense under Eric Bieniemy, they're also learning that new system. They didn't look all that great going up against a depleted Arizona roster that doesn't have as much talent as his Denver defense. But when you're going to Mile High, it's a little bit of a different pill to swallow, J.J., I think yeah. Russell Wilson, who did look crisp and sharp in that opening debut, they are dealing with some injuries. Jerry Judy should be back in the fold for them. Javante Williams is fully healthy now. They'll go to the ground game, and even though that commander's front seven is tough, they'll be able to exploit them in the pass game, and then Denver's defense, led by Justin Simmons, will create some turnovers on Sam Howell. 23-17, Sean Payton gets his first head coaching win for the Broncos. Yeah, um, the Broncos here, man. Like I said, it, it was a toast. It was it was a tight, close game here, and it is a lot of great things defensively to keep. Like I said, a, a nice high power offense from the Raiders to a minimum, and um, for the same thing, you know, the Commanders uh, they do have a new quarterback on the center, Sam Howell. He does some great things. He does have a great offensive coordinator um, guru in his corner as well too. And I think you know with the matchup, if you look back at it. Uh, Kansas City, he's coming from Kansas City where he's seen the Denver, Denver Broncos uh, defensive schemes over and over and over twice a year in a sense. So for that, I think he has something drawn up to do some tricky things and to do some things and I know how to attack that defense to get in. And if Sam Howell can, can be half of what Mahomes is, I think they'll do enough just for uh, Eric and his, 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 his genius. So give me the commanders here. Take care of business. Uh, based off of the offensive coordinator and his familiarity with that Denver Broncos defense. Wow, J.J., going with the commanders, man. I don't know how I feel about that, going with the <laughs> NFC's team, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's tough, man. Anytime it comes to the the, the Eagles and, and the commanders, it's tough for me to swallow. But I, I just like my chances here with the commanders to take care of business against the Broncos team that's still trying to figure it out and still trying to groom offensively. But defensively, we know what they're bringing. So I'm with you on that, man. But give me the commanders here, unfortunately, to take care of business. I got you, man. No worries. Now, three <laughs> more matchups, JJ, before we get out of here in week two's podcast. Sunday Night Football, Dolphins 1-0 at the New England Patriots 0-1. Dolphins 
Man, they just once again showed that high-powered offense. Mike McDaniel, 36 points in week one. Tua, 466 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And then Tyree Kill, 11 receptions, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Uncoverable, unguardable. Miami's offense is the real deal. I think everybody knows that by now. They are going to New England. That Bill Belichick style of defense, they made it very hard on Jalen Hurts in that Eagles offense here in week one. And so I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park like some people would expect it to be. With that being said, Tua, the connection he has with Tyree Kill, and defensively, they're going to have to tighten some bolts there because they did give up some rushing yards and some chunk plays to the Los Angeles Chargers. But all in all, Mike McDaniel has this team headed in the right direction. You're seeing a new sense of confidence from this offense. Tua is continuing to improve. And this offense will only get better when they get Taron Armstead back as well, solidifying that offensive line. Devon A-Chain, maybe he's active this week. But I like the Miami Dolphins here in this one, JJ, to go on the road, get the win, 26-20, I haven't seen enough mm. from Mac Jones in that offense yet. I know they're still going through those early growing pains with Bill O'Brien calling the plays and getting Ramondre Stevenson involved and Juju Smith-Schuster. But Miami, they find a way to get it done, 26-20. Yeah, I, I, this was one of my upsets of the week. I, I had the Patriots um, in a sense to take care of business because I don't think the Miami Dolphins present the same problem as Philadelphia does, Philadelphia Eagle does with the RPO and the feed and moving of, um, of of Jalen Hurts. But even though Tua can move and do some different things, I think he's more slow too, just for some some hiccups, some things, and injuries that might have happened last year as well. And um, you know, just defensively, the, the the Patriots did a great job of of honing a, a a high power offense in Philadelphia. So, and you never know one person to just take over and dominate a game against the the Patriots. Uh, defensively, the way they scheme up their corners and safeties to play over the top of different things. But I feel like, like you say, for the, just the offensive sake, if that offense can click, who knows when it may click for the Patriots. I think that's the only hiccup it has in that offensive line. And I think the Dolphins have enough up front to, uh, to get out of the Patriots. So give me the Dolphins here to take care of business as well. Closing out the week, two games on Monday night. So how about that? First one is at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time on ESPN. The Saints at the Panthers. Second one, 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. Browns at Steelers. That'll be another physical Smash Mouth AFC North special. Early game, JJ. Saints at Panthers. New Orleans looking to build off that 1-0 start. Carolina 0-1 in Bryce Young's debut. Now, JJ, in this one, you know these two teams play each other very, very closely. Every single matchup. I like New Orleans here. 24-16. They take the road. They get to Carolina. The defense, Tyron Matthew, Demario Davis, Cam Jordan. There's a lot of veteran talent on that defense. Marshawn Lattimore is going to make things very difficult for Bryce Young. So with that said, I expect them to force Bryce Young into some turnovers. They'll look at the ground game with Jamal Williams once again. Kendra Miller, their rookie running back, may be active this week. But Chris Olave, Michael Thomas on the offensive side for the Saints, and Derek Carr getting the ball to them in timely crunch time moments. Give me the Saints here, but very close, 24-16. Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to, Demario Davis had a speech um, after the game of that win they had last week, and uh, that that that's really sparked a uh, sense of 
gratitude to me and also just the way that his his mindset is and i think that trickles into uh the faith of how the defense leave is played um give me for the same reasons man the saints i think the panthers are on the verge uh, of getting a victory but just not this week so give me the saints to take care of business second primetime game browns at steelers and i can't wait to see this one Steelers very much in the same boat as the New York Giants, the Seattle Seahawks. You get punched straight in the mouth in front of your home fans. They got annihilated by the San Francisco 49ers. Well, they're going to be right back there again at Heinz Field in primetime, hosting the Cleveland Browns, who are coming off a very big-time win where that defense was all over Cincinnati and Joe Burrow. So the Steelers better be Mm. careful, JJ, because if they don't come out, on their P's and Q's, they're going to start this season 0-2 and might even get blown out again by a very physical Cleveland Browns team. And so, while you think I'm leaning towards the Browns, I'm actually going to go with the Steelers again. Now, I'm either going to look like a genius or I'm going to look like a fool with going with Mike <laughs> Tomlin's side, JJ. But, you know, Mike Tomlin, he's one of the best in the business. He knows how to get the best out of his team. It's unfortunate that Pittsburgh is losing Cam Hayward for some weeks and Deontay Johnson will be out for a couple of weeks, their other receiver. So that's going to play a factor. But being at home, TJ Watt, I don't think he's going to let this team go 0-2 to start the season. He'll have a very active night against Deshaun Watson. 27-23. This is a game Mm. where Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Pickens is going to have to have himself a day against Denzel Ward. I'm a little yeah. bit uneasy about this one, JJ, but I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you stated some very great uh, some great facts there, man. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, like I said, they know Cleveland Brown up and down is one of the greatest rivals in football. Um, but the Brown, man, they came out and made a statement against a very good team as well, playoff team in and, and, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Nick Chubb it does what he does. He runs the ball effectively. Uh, Deshaun Watson put pressures on defense, uh, running and passing as well. They do have some players on the outside that can make some plays. And Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and David Njoku. Um, and so, and, and like I say, People Jones as well, too. And defensively, they match up good. Um, and, and Denzel Ward on the outside with some of those guys that the Pittsburgh still has, too. So I'm going to go dog pound here. And, I, and I, as much as I'm a Mike Tumlin, I love Mike Tumlin. I've been in that system. I know what they can do. I just think uh, with Cam Hayward being gone missing in that middle and knowing what the Cincinnati uh, – not Cincinnati, I'm sorry, Cleveland Brown does and running and attacking your front. They're going to run at T.J. White. They're going to run here. And we all know T.J. White is one of the best pass rushers in the game. But I'm going to go dog pound here to pull off a surprising victory here in the Steelers. I think the Steelers need one more week to get it together. I think they were shocked in the, in, 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 uh, at the performance they did as well, too. Uh, so give me dog pound to take your business on the road. Well, that does it for week two's podcast, game picks, previews, analysis. It's always a pleasure, JJ, having you on the podcast, man. And look forward to another good week of NFL football. We are officially underway. I'm very excited about it. And let's see how these matchups shake up on Thursday, on Sunday, and then, of course, our doubleheader on Monday. How about them Cowboys hoping they get that dub? Hey, how about them Cowboys? And, man, I'm excited week two, man. We we had a good chance of week one to see some great football, and I'm excited to tune in Thursday night and to see how my teams can do and and, and excited to see week, week two brings.
take care. God bless. Thanks again for your time. And uh, we'll be back on here next week to break down week two and preview week number three. No problem, man. Blessings and happy birthday again. All right, man. Appreciate it. Take care. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.